Hey guys, and welcome to Where the White Coats Come Off podcast. We are Beth and Katie, founders of Pre-PA Clinic, and we are so happy you are here. If you are pre-PA, then you are in the right place, and we are so excited to help you get accepted to PA school. One myth out there is that you have to be a perfect candidate to get accepted to PA school, and we are here to tell you it is simply not true. We have years of experience working at PA schools, reviewing CASPA applications, deciding who to interview, and deciding who to accept. And guess what? You can absolutely get accepted to PA school without perfect stats. And we are here to show you exactly how to apply to PA school the right way so you can get accepted. You have probably heard about our application to acceptance course, also known as A to A course, and have seen the testimonials from all the applicants that have been accepted because of this course. A to A is invaluable for showing you how to pick the right PA schools that value your strengths and are more willing to overlook weaknesses, creating your strongest application that stands out to programs so that they are really excited to interview you, deep diving into each and every part of your CASPA application to make sure you are highlighting yourself the right way, how to answer interview questions so you crush your interview, and so much more. We literally walk you through creating your strongest, most competitive application. So if you haven't joined A to A yet, definitely get in and let's put together your most outstanding PA school application. We are so excited to see you in the private A to A group and can't wait to hear which PA schools you land interviews at and where you decide to attend. Sign up in the show notes. Now on to today's episode. So today I want to talk a little bit about testing in PA school because testing in PA school is a little bit different than a lot of your undergrad classes, most likely. And there are some principles that if you know ahead of time can really help you, especially that first semester when things are so new, so different and so stressful. So first off, let's talk about medicine being gray. So you've probably heard that a lot of medicine is not black and white. A lot of medicine is gray. And that's what makes it tough, right? So with enough time, anybody can learn to memorize drugs or memorize anatomy, et cetera. But you have to be able to apply different circumstances to different patients. For example, let's say a disease has a first-line drug, meaning a medication that is usually given to patients first because it's very efficacious. Maybe it works better than other medications, et cetera. Well, you would think, well, that's pretty black and white, right? We always give this first line drug. But what if your patient, for example, is pregnant? Maybe this drug doesn't do well in pregnancy and can cause effects to the fetus or to the mother. Maybe a person is on another medication that interacts with this medication. Maybe a person is allergic to this medication. So in all these circumstances, you're going to have to use different medications instead of the first line treatment. And so this is an area, again, where medicine is gray, right? We all know this is the first line treatment, but there are some patient situations where we're not going to use this first line. And so when you think about it like that, a lot of medicine really is gray. And so our testing, for example, our multiple choice testing on exams is also sometimes a little bit gray. So typically in undergrad, you're going to have a multiple choice question and you're going to have one right answer and then four answers that are not right, that are wrong. But in PA school, it doesn't really work like that. A lot of time in PA school, you're going to have one best answer and two or three other answer choices that could be right but aren't as good as the correct answer. So we call this in academia the quote, most right quote, right? So you need to choose the answer that is the most right. So if they're asking about a diagnosis, you could say, yes, it could be this, but the most right answer, the answer that fits the scenario the best is going to be C or B or whatever it is. And so just understanding that yes, in some situations this could be right, can really just, let you start thinking about questions in a different way. 
And so don't automatically assume like, oh, hey, B, I know B is correct. I'm not going to look at C, D, and E because I want to take this test fast. I just want to go through. You need to look at C, D, and E because maybe those are more right answers. So this concept of more right can be really hard for students to understand. And it's only because you haven't done it before, right? And you haven't had to make these kind of small distinctions based on something in the vignette. So you can talk to any PA student out there, any PA who's been to PA school, and they will tell you, yes, the most right answer is the correct one. And this is not just in school, right? This is on our boards. This is on our reboards. So this is a concept that you're going to have to get used to. And sometimes it can be really hard for students to get used to. The second thing I want to talk to you about testing in PA school is that it's not always a multiple choice test. Yes, you will have lots of practice on multiple choice tests to get you ready for your big board exam, right? The pants that you'll take after you graduate, but there's a lot of other type of testing too. For example, there will probably be some clinical skill testing. So you'll have to put on a cast or suture or do a punch biopsy, something like that, in front of your instructor. So this is more that kinesthetic, right? That hands-on type skills. Now, some people really excel on this and struggle with the written exams. And some people really, really struggle with the clinical skills and do great on the written exams. There can be a lot of stress, especially if it's a one-on-one -on -one situation. Um, you can get really nervous. Um, some people just feel more comfortable with procedures than others. And so just know that this is probably going to be part of your PA school testing. And so don't be alarmed if you realize that there's going to be a lot of hands-on type testing, whether it's you performing a physical exam or performing some type of procedure, scrubbing in, etc. They're going to want to make sure that you have these skills before you matriculate into your clinical year or before you graduate and become a PA. Another type of graded activity or test that you might see in PA school is going to be a fake patient encounter. So what they'll do is they'll write a little scenario. You'll have to take a history, meaning you'll have to ask questions. Why are you here today? What's going on? How long has it been going on? Did you have any injury, etc.? And you'll have to gain all this information. You'll have to ask about their past medical history. You'll have to do a physical exam, maybe even order some tests. And then you'll have to sit down and tell them what you think it is. So this simulates real life experience, right? Someone comes in, you have no idea what's going on. So you ask them a bunch of questions, you do some physical exam, maybe you order a test if needed, or if not, go ahead and make your diagnosis and then come up with a treatment plan. And this can be really, really scary, but this is so essential because this is what you are going to do every day of your life, probably every 15 minutes <laughs> of your working life once you become a PA, right? And this is where you really get a chance to shine. This is where your clinical skills and your medical knowledge combined together. And I think this is one of the hardest parts of PA school because you don't know what's gonna be walking in the door. And if you don't have a good understanding of a disease, then it's gonna be very hard for you to do these patient encounters. They can also be very stressful for students as well, as you can imagine, but they're an essential part of learning to be a PA. And the good news is, is you're gonna be able to get even more practice in clinical year as a student underneath the guidance of a preceptor before you do this by yourself, but use these as a learning opportunity. If you don't get the right diagnosis or if you forget part of the physical exam, if you don't choose the correct treatment plan, then just use that as a way to realize where your strengths and weaknesses are. Maybe you can make the diagnosis, but you don't remember the treatment plan, or maybe you know what labs to order, but you're unsure exactly how to look at those labs 
labs and decide what is going on and how to interpret imaging tests. Maybe you're great with x-rays, but not so great with EKGs. So this is a really, really important part of learning and it is very stressful for the students, but it is very illuminating to where your strengths and weaknesses lie. So really encourage you guys to look at this as practice for your future career because that's exactly what it is. There's one more thing I really want to mention about testing in PA school. And guys, this is really, really important. There is a lot of high stakes testing in PA school. By high stakes, I mean that they have a huge impact on you and your career. For example, in undergrad, maybe some people failed a test, failed a class, etc. Maybe they retook it or they did well enough on their other tests that they passed the class. This doesn't fly in PA school. So you think about PA school curriculum as you build upon every single building block. So you learn something and then you build upon that and build upon that. So if you failed something, that means that you don't have that knowledge needed to build upon it. So now not only are you learning new material, but you also have to go back and make sure that you understand the old material. And this can get very, very challenging because PA school is so fast paced. So getting behind in PA school or not learning something well the first time is really, really doing yourself a disservice. There are also a lot of hard stops in PA school. For example, if you fail a course at a PA school, you aren't allowed to proceed with the next semester. Some schools have deceleration programs where you could perhaps come in with the next incoming class and some schools don't and you'll be dismissed. A lot of people in undergrad can retake classes, et cetera, but again, you can't do that in PA school because you need every class, you need the knowledge of every class in order to progress the next semester. So failing a class is a no-go in a lot of programs, and in some programs it will start you back with the next incoming cohort if they have a deceleration policy. Many schools often have a test at the end of the didactic year, so the end of the kind of in-seat learning year, that you have to pass with a certain score in order to matriculate into your clinical year. So again, if you don't pass this test, you don't matriculate into clinical year. This type of hard stop is often seen at the end of clinical year as well. A lot of schools have exit exams, meaning you have to pass the exam before you can actually graduate. So these exams are a lot more high stake than just exam in the middle of a class. And it can be very, very stressful. It can very, very be very, very frustrating for students. But if you've kind of kept up with your knowledge, if you have actually learned it and not just memorized and dumped it, then you will be ready for these exams. But they are high stakes exams. This is not something that you can just put off. This is not something that you'll, hey, I'll study for it later or I'll take it again. I'll just repeat it. A lot of schools don't allow that. Or if they do, they only allow a certain number of attempts. And once you pass those attempts, you're done, right? You're not gonna finish PA school. And graduate. So I don't say this to scare you. I just say this so you're prepared. So you know, you understand how testing is different. There's a lot of high stake stuff. There's a lot more hands-on clinical stuff. There's a lot more patient cases. It's not just taking written exams. Yes, the written exams are very, very important because it gives us feedback into what you've actually learned and your knowledge and if it's where it needs to be. But there's a lot of other kind of testing too. And it can be very, very high stakes. So I recommend that if you have any stress with tests, which let's be real, we all have some stress with tests, especially with high stakes tests, right? You figure out some things that work for you. How do you calm yourself down? How do you allow yourself to focus? And if you figure that out now, like what works for you, then you can bring that into PA school and just increase your chances of flying through these tests like most students do.
So I hope this little bit about PA testing and how it differs just makes you think, makes you become more prepared for PA school because the number one thing we see when students aren't prepared for PA school, when they don't really understand the differences, it can be very hard because those first couple weeks, they don't take it easy on you. They're starting right off graduate level medicine and they expect you to kind of know and understand this. And so if you have an idea going in what to expect, it can just really help you feel a little bit more secure. Thank you so much for listening and for letting us be a part of your path to becoming a PA. It is truly such an honor to show you what's possible for your life as a PA and to take you from pre-PA to waking up every day as a PA and living the life you dream of having. We are so grateful for you and for this opportunity to be a part of your life. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss an episode and share this with someone who needs to hear this information. Keep up all your incredible work and we will catch you at the next episode.